the one that he said like the level of the of the the match is just really bad but i was happy to see blanca playing that was the article about so there you are everyone welcome to this episode of the talking floorball podcast and uh, that was a little introduction to our guest today she is the new iff intern and uh, as you can hear plenty of playing experience in the past across three countries welcome blanca benio hello blanca hi james so you're giving us a little bit of background on your <laughs> your number one fans, various fans across Europe from all the different leagues you played in. But uh, how about you just introduce yourself to everyone listening and uh, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into floorball and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so hi everyone. Hi James. Uh, my name is Blanca Benio. I'm from Hungary. Uh, I'm a national team player of the Hungarian uh, uh, national football team. Well, um, yeah, I, I have some international experience in floorball. I played um, in Switzerland for two years. I, I also spent half year in Sweden, uh, an exchange semester where I could play uh, at the university team. Um, and yeah, now I'm in Finland, uh, luckily doing my internship at uh, IFF and I just joined uh, one of the first division teams of Helsinki just a week ago. Uh, in C Divari, Divari exactly. for the Finnish, list, Finnish listeners. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just started my internship in September uh, after graduating uh, the university um, in June. So I'm happy to be spending some time um, in sports management, like what I studied. So, yeah. It's nice to be here with you guys. We're very happy to have you here. Um, it's nice to have a little bit of diversity in the office now. We, uh, um, I joined uh, last year as an intern myself in February. And uh, then after that, I became a full-time member of the IFF staff. And it was a very Finnish feel to the IFF, you could say. Um, and we have a couple of other colleagues in Sweden and Switzerland. But now it's uh, a... British, Slovak and a Hungarian joining the club. So it's, uh, you know, making it a real international floorball federation now. Yes. So Blanka, you said that you're joining a team here. Now you're playing in Finland uh, in the Inseri Divari uh, division. What is the main differences for you? You've played across three countries and three leagues now. And you've only had one game in Finland. But what, what would you say is the things that you've noticed in your time as a player from... Hungary to Switzerland to now Finland. Um, so you're asking what's the difference between like Finland and Hungary or like all the countries? All the countries. Let's just compare, throw them all in a pot together and see what comes okay. out. Okay. So yeah, since I only had one uh, match with, with like this team that I'm, uh, I just joined, um, it's hard to say, but I can already see the differences. Um, as even like if you just watch uh, the Finnish national team uh, playing against uh, teams at the at the WFC, you can just see how Finnish players are just so calm and you know like they're they're not playing so fast if they don't have to. They're just really calm and they just like look at the whole game like just just waiting for the right moment to happen. And that's when they're like, okay, let's score now. And then they just do it. 
So that's what I that's what I feel here that they're not like doing stupid passes and just fast things if they don't have to. They just wait for the right moment, and it's really difficult for me to like wait for the moment because you know like in Hungary you just kind of like go with the flow and you just want to do what you think is the best and uh, yeah we don't have that much experience in like international levels so we I mean of course the teams have some tactics and they try to like do the best they can but also uh, it's not really uh, professional to, to say um, and here it, we are playing again like based on some tactics we talked about before and uh, it's really it's like it's like a strict um, version what we are playing here and yeah Switzerland was like completely different because there it's also really strict and you talk a lot about tactics with your own line with the whole team Re so much of analyzing the opponents it's you always have like uh, at least half an hour watching videos analyzing the previous matches how they played what they did the free shots everything so you basically as swiss people do you just like plan everything everything is in order perfectly like ready for the future and you just go through with it and you just do what you uh want it to and if 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 you do everything you talked about before then it will work so stereotypical swiss then. yeah <laughs> yeah but it works i mean yeah you can't blame them that's how they work and yeah it seems like it's working you you played nla nll nla and nlb in in switzerland and under 21a yeah so you played in three different divisions yeah uh, how was that for you coming in say as uh, that was your first time playing abroad and uh you want to grab that yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for those of you listening she just she can't even do a podcast without holding a floorball stick in her hand and she just dropped it so i'm not <laughs> sure if that's a good omen or not but um yeah yeah so the the three different leagues, that was the first time for you playing outside of Hungary. How was that? And obviously a language barrier. Um, I mean, I'm sh you said you studied German, so you knew a little bit maybe. But um, how was that coming into that new environment? So in high school, I didn't study German. I was like really not into German because it's like super difficult language. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then, yeah, it was a um, tough few months when I when I moved there because basically I didn't understand a single word I was like I have no clue what's going on around me not a chance understanding anything but yeah then I started like learning German uh, in S Switzerland so I I would say I needed about three four months to like actually like understand what's happening of course my teammates helped me a lot to like understand the floorball version of German so like I knew what to say uh, when I was in the field and when I was like you know running around I knew like how how to tell them where to pass but yeah that's that's what I'm experiencing here as well that I have just no clue where my teammates are on the field and I need a lot of time to like look up and see what's going on 
because I don't understand what they tell me in Finnish. So that was the same in Switzerland. But I had, a, I had a, um, an easier time there because I started training with them during the summer. So I did the preseason as well. Um, so I, I, like, I had some time to get used to like the new uh, area there. So it wasn't that bad. But yeah, I had some language issues as I'm having them right now. No, your English is really good. So I can say that as a native speaker. Um, but it's obviously always a challenge. But we're now, especially, we see a lot of players moving across Europe, both men and women, um, traveling from, you know, even top four nations moving in between. A lot of Czechs playing in the Nordics and a lot of Swedes and Finns now moving to Switzerland. So it's nice to hear that perspective from a different angle about how it is moving and playing in a different country and environment. Uh, it can be extremely challenging for some. Others, it may be a little bit more of a simpler process. I'm sure the any Germans playing in Switzerland won't find it as troublesome That's as for you. That's for sure, yeah. So, uh, but it's good. Um, do you have any funny stories or any interesting things from your times in floorball so far? I mean, maybe the language barrier yeah. is an issue. Yeah, but... I, I had... I had um, yeah, an awkward moment with my like first team in Switzerland. Um, so as I said before, we, we uh, like I was there for the preseason as well. I started training with them in like July and uh, the season started in September. So uh, at the end of October, uh, at the end of what was it? Uh, August, we had like a, a small tournament we participated in uh, near Zurich where, where I played. I played in Winterthur. So we participated at, at one of these like small floorball tournaments and it was like a weekend tournament. So just really like I have six teams about and yeah, everyone was like getting ready for the season. And that was my first uh, like uh, competition with the team. So where, where it actually like mattered how we play. Uh, I think we got like second or third place, uh, but that was not the case. Why it was funny? The thing is that next week we had like we had trainings uh, throughout the whole week, um, and the thing is that I had like injuries with my ankles, so I have to wear like ankle uh, braces bo on both of my feet, and that takes a lot of time to put them on. So. I was like, even though I was there on time uh, to like uh, at the training, I just needed a lot of time in the changing room to like put those things on. And we always did um, the warm up outside, like running a few few uh, um, rounds. And the coach was outside waiting for like everyone to like be there on time. And I was the last one, still one of my shoes in my hand, like rushing out. And I just, like, as I said before, I didn't understand a single word. Uh, they were talking in Swiss German to each other. And I just heard my name. And he was, like, talking, you know, talk, talk, talk. And I was like, oh, my God. He's saying, like, bad things because I was late. And then I just, I didn't know what was going on. And everyone's, like, you know, like, smiling and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, oh, no, I'm out of the team or something. And I said, I am so sorry for being late. I didn't mean it. I didn't want to. And then everyone started laughing. And I didn't understand what was happening. I was just so sorry. And I told him, I'm so sorry. 
And then it turned out that I was the top scorer on the weekend. And that's what he was saying. And I was so sorry for being the top scorer because I was just like, oh my God, I'm so late. So that was, yeah. And I, everyone was just laughing and I didn't understand what, hap what was happening. So yeah, that was the language issue always everywhere. Well, it's, it makes sense to be scared of uh, Swiss people when it comes to being on time because yeah. you know, that's uh, the biggest thing about probably Switzerland you could do to to annoy all your team is be <laughs> late for your first ever session. So it's understandable, but yeah. uh, you sounded more like a British player there, apologizing for doing good. <laughs> That's probably what all the British team would do. Uh, I can attest, even though I'm not on the British team, but yeah, uh, it's definitely it's definitely a funny experience, that's for sure. Yes. So what about, we've got some upcoming tournaments, Blanca, you've probably been keeping an eye on. We've got two on the horizon in Champions Cup, we got the semi-finals that just happened. You did the draw. You drew the team. So if any team is not happy with their draw, please feel free to send an email to media at floorball.sport and Blanca will apologize for <laughs> drawing you incorrectly. Um, and uh, also with that Champions Cup, we also have at the end of the year our Women's World Championships, which you were in the qualifications for earlier this year. Um, any thoughts on those two competitions? And, and is there anything that you've been keeping your eye on? Uh, well, yeah, about Champions Cup, um, I was super excited about the ballot because this was like, you know, you watch these things, you you watch like the World Champions Cup uh, ballot for like the football and stuff. And that's just, that looks so much fun, you know, like actually like make the teams like get into groups. That's just much fun to watch. But then, yeah. And let me guess, you did it and you're like, this is not fun. It was so much fun, you know, but like, yeah, on the other hand, it is, it is a lot of fun, but then you're just like, it's a, pr it's a lot of pressure because you don't want uh, it to be bad for any of the teams. So, and I mean, I, of course I watched like uh, the matches of the Champions Cup, but I still like, I had no clue which team wants to play against which other team or like even the nations. So, I mean, I, I would say that I I had no idea uh, what to draw, actually, because I was just like, yeah, I mean, we are going with the flow. Well, it's not like you had a choice. It I was a random. <laughs> of course. but <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> of course. But on the other hand, you're just like, oh, my God, what if this is bad for one of the teams? And you just go like, oh, oh, it's Jesus. So, yeah, it was really, it was really exciting. Mm -mm. And I think we kind of got like a nice a nice round out of it so so we will have some really exciting matches i know the swedes are very excited about the fallon stuvreta game in the men's there we go so yeah i'm also excited about that and also like the the women's uh sweden against switzerland matches will be super exciting so that was really good uh yeah about the wfc um that's that's kind of like a challenge for IFF and for the whole like floorball world. Uh, I think at the moment, uh, because it's like a completely new location, new continent even, uh, and I think it's like a really good uh, experience for like all the teams to like actually uh, experience a new culture that that is not like you know European or somewhere in like Central Europe, so. I'm really looking forward to how Singapore organizes the the event 
And yeah, also really looking forward to see some some exciting matches. Well, it's good for the uh, uh, all the AOFC teams in particular because they're normally the ones who have to travel the furthest out of yeah. everyone. And I'm sure Australia much prefer it this time that they only have to fly up to Singapore. Only a six-hour flight for them instead <laughs> of a... 12 hours? 26 yeah. hours. <laughs> yes. Um, and unfortunately, I do have to bring it up. I know it's probably a very sore point, but um, we will be seeing France for the first time in their history as a federation playing at World Championships. You had the pleasure of playing against France in the qualifications, or maybe not pleasure pleasurable for yourself and the Hungarian team. Um, is there any any players or any other maybe the way they play that some of the other teams need to look out for because they're obviously a bit of an unknown force and. Um, they may be seen as very very big underdogs, let's just put it that way, in their group in Singapore. Uh, yeah, so I had the pleasure to play against the Fr uh, French team. Um, yeah, as uh, some people might know it, it was a one-goal match uh, at the qualifications. Uh, we lost against, or like Hungary lost against France uh, with one goal. It was a 1-0 uh, match. Um, well, I would definitely uh, say that the goalie who played against our team, I unfortunately don't know her name. Uh, Zuzana Kandrichkova. There you go. Thank you, James. Uh, so she, she played very well at that game. And I'm just only saying that because uh, if, if you just look at the uh, statistics of the match, uh, the Hungarian team shot on the, on the French goal more than 30 times. And we, we just couldn't score any goals. We needed one goal and we just couldn't score any. So I would say the goalie really had a, a good day there. Or she was just like, she's really talented probably because uh, she had some amazing saves at, the, at that match. Yeah, I was sat behind the French goal for the last minute and a half of that game recording for, for, for social media. And I just remember it being quiet. A couple of you know shouts of you know people trying to talk to each other and tell each other where to go, and a shot came in and all you heard was just ping. <laughs> the ball hit, flies off the crossbar and comes back, and it was like, even though you beat her, you couldn't beat the post or the yeah. crossbar, and it was just one of those unfortunate days I think for Hungary. Exactly, we were unlucky, and the the French team was really lucky. So yeah, that's life. Yeah, a little bit of bitterness there in that. French team are really lucky, but it's understandable. Um, so it's, I do have to ask, early, early predictions since we are still at end of September, but for you, who do you think is going to win the whole tournament? Who do you think is going to be world champions? Mm, um, so I think, of course, we, we experienced or we watched many, many uh, Swedish and uh, um, Finnish finals but at the moment i think um the czech team is like really coming closer so i i i would say i might i might think that czech republic will be playing in the finals it, because i also like had a chance to play against them and of course we had <laughs> no chance yeah we lost like 30 something zero uh against the czech team but still um the like the atmosphere they created when they were playing um and like 
in the last few years, we could actually see Switzerland and Czech Republic like getting closer to like the Scandinavian teams. So even though I really like the style of the Finnish and Swedish people playing, I would really like to see either Switzerland or Czech Republic in the finals. So does that mean after all of that, you still think Sweden's going to win? Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I was there at the last uh, World Championships in Uppsala uh, watching the final Finland versus Sweden with the golden goal. Um, and yeah, that was, that was like a whole other world. What like people could like feel in there, the atmosphere, the fans, the, the whole like you could like really feel it in the air that the goal is coming. You just didn't know which team is going to score because they were both so close to like scoring the final winner goal. And, and then after like a few seconds, it just happened and you were like, oh my God, what is happening here? And the whole arena just blew up and it was crazy. So um, I don't know. I, I have really no clue who is going to win. Um, I don't know who, uh, like what team, like how are the preparations going for the teams, but I'm expecting really good, uh, final for, for this championship. And if you have some free time in the beginning of December and you have a, a bit of spare change in your bank account, then feel free to head on over to Singapore to watch the, the whole tournament. The tickets are still available if you go on the WFC 2023 website just type in WFC 2023 on Google and you'll find uh, all the links available on their webpage and also if you go via the IFF webpage you can easily find it just on the right hand side by events see the big logo click on the lion logo and that will take you to the event page so we look forward to seeing all of you there in Singapore who will be there either as a player or as a fan and it should be, a, as they say, a party in Singapore at the end of the year. So we have some fan questions and a couple of questions from uh, the IFF staff as well for, for you, Blanca. First of all, um, you have to settle this debate once and for all. Is goulash Hungarian? <laughs> because goulash is very popular in Czech Republic and Slovakia and Poland. If, as a Slovak as well, I can say that. So, But we need the final answer from a Hungarian. It is Hungarian. Okay. So um, we had some issues about this, uh, even in the office. Uh, it is completely Hungarian. It's originally from Hungary. No one can steal that from us. And it, so when you try to like pronounce the word goulash, that is actually not the same how we pronounce it in Hungary. Because for you and for like all the foreigners, it's goulash. But for us, it's guyash which is completely different. Okay. And also, just to clarify it, uh, goulash, uh, if, if it comes to goulash, people think about a stew. But for us, goulash is not a stew. It's, a, it's like a soup. So those are two different things. Okay. But it is Hungarian. Okay. As is langosh. Exactly. Okay, that one I will concede, <laughs> even though that's all over Slovakia. Yeah, that uh, is Hungarian. And also, uh, kurtoskalac. Which is, which is the chimney cake. 
No. It is Hungarian. No, no, no. Okay, we are doing this. Uh, we're off the cuff now. On, on, we're off script on the podcast. But I am ninety percent sure it originates in a in a Slovak town. You can't say that. Yeah. Okay. So this is where it comes into debate. So it originates in the northern part of the kingdom of Hungary. But if you look at where the current location is of the northern part of the historical kingdom of Hungary, that was the middle of Slovakia. You're, no so, one cares because it was Hungary. Uh, Slovaks back, care. Thank okay. you very much. <laughs> back at a time, it was Hungary when it like when they invented it or whatever they did with it. So first made uh, was it was first made by a Hungarian person. So there we go. It's not a debate. It's it's a clear fact. It's called Tradownik. Tradownik is a Czechoslovak word and it originated in the mid-19th century as a Slovak dish from the Slovak region of the Kingdom of Hungary. I rest my case. Thank you very much. Ďakujem veľmi pekne. To je slovenské jedlo. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll move on to more floorball-related topics. Uh, if you had to pick uh, any of your former teammates to go in goal in an emergency, who would you pick and why? To be a goalie? Mm -hmm. A forward or a defender who had to go in goal in an emergency. Or would you yourself go in goal? Can I pick a goalie? No, that's the but that's not the point of the question. The uh, point of the okay. question is uh, I would I would go for uh, Kinga Oravets, who is. Um, who is actually the, the, the member of the Hungarian football national team. Uh, she used to be the captain of the under-19 as well. Um, uh, so this, this is like really, really um, interesting because she had to like play as a goalie at some of the like university games in Hungary and also like when, when their team just didn't have a goalie for some of their like league matches. And she is just amazing. She plays as a forward, like normally. Uh, I also had the chance to play with her uh, in the under-19 nation, uh, national team and in the women's as well. But when she's in the goal, she really seems like she's been there for years. So she, I, would, I would definitely pick her, King Aurovets. And in all your time playing so far, who's been the hardest goalkeeper that you've played against? Mm. Either as a one-off or maybe as someone who you faced on a more regular basis in the league. Uh, <laughs> this is this is also uh, so. Uh, my best friend, one of my best friends. This sounds a bit, you know, like. This is personal. Yeah. Because she is one of my best friends, but she used to be Hungary's best goalkeeper. So. Um, and we didn't play in the in the same like club or like the same team in Hungary, so we 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 became like best friends back at the days when we played in the under nineteen team. But still, when it came to like the Hungarian league, we had to play against each other. And I still, even though she stopped playing, I still think that she was like Hungary's best goalkeeper goalkeeper ever, and. I just really hated playing against her because she was just so good. It was really difficult to score for her. So I would say, yeah, it's Anna Rads who I'm talking about. She was the national team's goalkeeper for, for quite a few 
years, the under 19 team. So yeah, she was just really, really hard to score uh, at because she was just way too good. And uh, one last question from myself. If you had to pick for the rest of your career, what would you only do, international or club level floorball? Um, I would say club level. Traitor. Because, no, the thing is that, you know, uh, when it comes to international level, uh, with, with, with a smaller country, it's really difficult to, like, reach... Uh, a level that you enjoy playing on so mm. you know like with with the hungarian national team it's really difficult to like achieve you know goals and for example if you just look back at february we unfortunately couldn't qualify even though we had like in my opinion we had a really really strong team and we just couldn't make it which was also unlucky but also it had to do something with the team as well so and, you know, when it comes to the clubs, um, if, if you don't like your club and your team, you can just easily transfer. I mean, not easily, but you can just transfer to another one. Mm. And you can just f try to find the, the club and the team that matches your energy and where you, like, feel at home and what you enjoy to, like, people who you like to, uh, you, you like to play with, you know? And... When it comes to your nationality, you can't change that, even though it, you probably don't want to, but still it's really difficult to like play against teams that you know are much better than your team. And that, that's why I would say to like uh, reach goals and to like um, enjoy the, 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 the time when you're playing and be successful. I would definitely say the the club level, but of course it's it's uh, really nice to play for your national uh, like national team, and it it gives you a lot of international experience. I guess as well one extra positive would be if you play club football, you're playing week in week out. Internationals you only maybe four or five times a year. Exactly, and, and that's it. So it's a bit of a bit of a conundrum sometimes, but. Um, possible reshaping of the uh, calendar coming up in the future so there's a topic on the on the table for the central board of the IFF and uh, if you have any opinions on that you can always email us at office at floorball.sport in regards to the competition calendar we're always open to uh, ideas and and uh, hearing the feedback from from the fans and and from the people who are uh, playing the sport every day and and uh, from all areas of the world from North America down to Australasia and, and New Zealand. So yeah, we really much appreciate everybody's opinions and views and it's the only way we can move this sport forward. Speaking of going forward, we've got a couple of events coming up on the near horizon for those who are interested in the international break. We've got the AOFC Cup, which returns with the men's tournament. Uh, is at the start of October, October the 9th till the 14th. We'll have eight teams in taking part in Singapore, which will be a little bit of a test event for the Singaporean LOC out there before the Women's World Championships at the end of the year. Group A will be Thailand, New Zealand, Malaysia A and Singapore B. 
and Group B, Philippines, Singapore A, Korea, and Malaysia B. So two teams from Malaysia, two teams from Singapore. Great to see two teams from Malaysia, as sometimes they have struggled in the past to uh, even send a team out. So it's really good to see that um, Malaysia are sending two teams of men's um, competition at this AOFC Cup. And, of course, it is for the pride of Asia and claiming that you're the best team in Asia. A bit of a surprise not to see Australia there, I will say. Normally one of the best teams in Asia, but not competing at this AOFC Cup. And another one for you that will be live-streamed on the IFF app, as always. Another live-streamed event, the EuroPower Women in Europe, which will take place on the weekend of the 20th to the 22nd, that big international weekend in October. Spain, Italy, Ukraine, and Belgium women all taking part over three days in Madrid, in El Escorial, I believe. So that will also be live-streamed, and you can watch that, along with the AOFC Cup on the app.floorball.sport. Some other international events... Uh, the Euro Floorball Tour women will be taking place in Turku on the same weekend as the Euro Power uh, EFT between the big four countries Finland, Sweden, Czech Republic and Switzerland for both women's and women's under 19s that will be very interesting as a bit of a final warm up tournament for all four teams heading to Singapore and a bit of a testing environment for the 14 for under 19 teams who are going to be heading to Lahti next year for the under 19 world championships in May and it's a bit of a women's event because the six nations floorball challenge returns also with the women in uh, in Slovakia as it will be Slovakia Poland Germany Denmark Norway and Latvia who will also have a mini tournament as a final warm-up before Singapore, where they will all be taking place. So, some final warm-ups for countries across Europe and the world before the World Championships. And uh, as always, you can see some of the games live on the app.floorball.sport, and you can follow all the live scores and all the match events on our app. Blanca, any last words from yourself before we end today's episode? I'm good, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on and we wish you all the best. Good luck in uh, here at the IFF for the next six months and also with your upcoming season for Helsinki United. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and keep in touch on our social media and we will see you again and you will hear us again very soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.